Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Hotbody Dawson, pow, pow, pow. I am Sam Nifty Delaney, so what? We're about to delve into the history box once again. Before we do, though, um, I feel as though I need to declare, Sam, that shortly before the recording of this episode, I have eaten four four sausages mm. so i might be slightly sluggish throughout. are you willing to tell us what type of sausages they were uh they were sainsbury's pork mm. sausages taste the difference um, or normal range i think they would taste the difference yeah yeah they would taste the but difference just plain plain pork plain 100 pork not yeah. a lot of fat in them plain pork them the please <laughs> what what sort of sausages would you like sir plain <laughs> pork I can't stress this enough. Plain <laughs> pork. Just pork. Just pig. Mint stock. That's it. Okay, I understand. No apple. Definitely no apple. Herbs. No, no absolutely no herbs whatsoever. No herbs, just pork. <laughs> plain pork. So, so plain pork is what I had uh, with mash and uh, gravy and some uh, frozen peas. But the sausages, I think, are the most important thing. The, the sausages are the key to... Uh, I um, I made Mexican uh, for mm. dinner tonight. Like, You're recording of, this, of course, on your uh, first night as the, the skipper of the solo. ship. Skipper yeah. of the ship. My good wife's gone away to see her dad in Hungary. I'm skipper of the ship. I've immediately... I mean, luckily, my good wife has never and will never listen to this podcast, which is great. Yeah. Um and what I so I can say this, but I had a fucking brilliant idea. Mm-hmm. I'm not particularly proud of it. Well, I kind of am, but I waited. Her, she goes, oh, you know, like the whatever. There's food in the fridge. Blah blah blah. We've done our usual Sainsbury's shop. You know what mm-hmm. I did this morning? Went do? to the gym and I started thinking through. Yeah, you because know, we split the workload. So one of us will do pack lunches while the other one does breakfast. Blah blah blah. Yeah. And I thought, Do you know what, fuck this. I've got quite a busy week. So I went to fucking M&S, didn't I? And I just Ooh. bought a shit ton of fancy slash convenience food, right? <laughs> I know it's... I'm not I'm not showing off, right? It's not the sort of thing I do regularly. I mean, one of my all-time favourite tweets was when Cameron got elected and someone tweeted, David Cameron's the sort of cunt who does his big shop at M&S, Right. And that, that always lived with me, that tweet, because I sort of thought, yeah, any, any country who's ever done a big shop at M&S is, you know. So I wouldn't say it was a big shop, but what I did was I, 
I bought like, so for instance, you know, like I got just, what I did was I just got really nice food so the kids mm. would sort of think, mum's away, great, loads of treats. Because I thought straight away I'd get them on side. Do you know yeah. what I mean? What I need well, is I need their backing. It? Yeah. Yeah. It's only five days. I need their hearts and minds. And it yeah. wasn't luxury stuff, but it's just like little things. Like I got some orange juice and I said, we'll have a <laughs> glass of orange juice for breakfast tomorrow. And they weren't fucking mad. My daughter hugged me for the first time in months. <laughs> for a glass of orange juice? What's Cause it like I got in some your fre- I mean, like it was nice, fresh orange juice. Yeah. But like my, my wife, my good wife, she's a bit... She's not mad on the old, on treats. She doesn't go mad on the treats. Is that the Hungarian in her, do you think? Must be, yeah. yeah. I mean, treats to them is like some pickled fish guts or like, yeah. you know, smoked yeah. fucking pigtail. Oh, or, or being get, getting to hold a smooth stone, something like that. <laughs> exactly. I mean, that's what she'll be doing right now in Hungary. <laughs> she'll be surrounded by some like weird old relatives, and they'll give they'll have given her like the second best stone in the family for her to have a hold <laughs> of. And that, my friend, is why I am not there. I am here, fucking sipping Sainsbury's no M and S. Freshly squeezed orange juice, orange juice with my and breakfast. Was this, was this the orange juice from the refrigerator section? Yeah. Not the concentrated stuff? No, no, it looked like it's shelf. freshly squeezed. Fucking In hell. a plastic bottle. Yeah. Whoa. Um, and I can see why they were dishing the hugs out. Yeah, I got, I got, um, I got a, a range of Mexican stuff with like little tortillas and all that sort of nice. stuff. And I, I served it all up like for them to like make it themselves at the table. Yeah. And it was like... Um, now it's like I've got them on side. I've got them on side, mate. Them, yeah. And, and my wife will week. never know because all of the stuff, all the M&S stuff, because she would, she'd be like, M&S, really? What? Have we mm. won the fucking lottery? Right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to fucking get it all out in the recycling or in some scattered around various bins in the area. Yeah, you need to so dispose she'll find of it somewhere no else. packaging. Yeah, yeah. First thing she's going to do when she comes back to go through the bins. See yeah, what you've been doing. Of course she will. But she's going to want to know why there's no packaging for any kind of food of any sort there. You might need to acquire uh, packaging for regular food. <laughs> no, because what I'll say is... <laughs> what I'll, no, go on. What I'll have to do <laughs> is on. I'll have to throw... No, there's food. Basically, the, the food gets delivered by Sainsbury's in crates. And we, we always don't... You know, obviously, you don't have carrier bags. That's one of the good things about getting it delivered. Yeah. So they hand you the crates at the door... You take the crates into your kitchen, you unload, and then you give the, the crates back. And a lot of it in our shop is like veg- with vegetarians. There's loads of fucking broccoli and whatnot, right? Right. And um, so I will claim that we ate fresh vegetables every day. And that's why there's no packaging, because it comes out packaging. But then the problem I've got is there will be fresh vegetables in the fridge that I have not used because yeah. instead, I've been serving up luxury M&S convenient food. So you're, you're going to have to take that vegetation to a, I, another third party I'm going to throw away the vegetables. In the woods. <laughs> I'm going to bury them in some nearby woods. <laughs> and she'll never know, because there's no way the kids will fucking grasp me. No of course, way. Of course they will, so the minute she walks through the door. Yeah, oh, be he gave us donuts symptoms. and chips every night. Yeah. He lost, with, lost the plot. They'll be having withdrawal symptoms from not getting orange juice every morning. Yeah. Oh, well. The thing is, one, one sure. good thing about me is because of my um, history of alcoholism, 
I have mm. got, I, you know, some things never leave you. It's like riding a bike. I mean, it's been seven years almost, but I had a lot of experience during that period of hiding empty bottles. I was going to say, are you still very secretive? No, I've tried to, part part of recovery is giving up secrecy and it's it's the most liberating right. thing you can do. But yeah. I still have the skills. It's like, I'm trying to think of the action film where he's like, he's given up. He won't, he won't do it anymore. But, instinct can like John Wick that's it John Wick's retired from being a hitman doesn't want to do it anymore but when someone crosses him and he's forced back into action all of his instincts come back so with me it's like I'm no longer a drinker but do I know how to hide packaging in local bins yes, yes I do it's just in here that is something I will never you. forget I know yeah. the bins I know the modus operandi yeah. I know where my wife looks and where she doesn't look. I've got it all I on mean, lockdown. You, I guess you've got a blender or a juicer or something like that, haven't you? You'll have one of them. Yeah, I've got a Nutribullet. I can Nutribullet shit, yeah. You, you can Nutribullet everything and flush it down the toilet. <laughs> I'll fucking Nutribullet all the vegetables and then I'll yeah. waterboard my kids with it, with vegetable puree, to make up for all this fucking sugar and saturated <laughs> fat I've given them the rest of the week. I lie on the fucking ironing board, put put a wet tablecloth, put put a wet tea cloth over their face, and go have that. That's a load of fucking blended aubergine and broccoli. <laughs> is them is that the the limitations on Len's deep fat fryer use still in place this week? Even though your good wife's away. Uh, that's a very interesting that? point that Len has yet to raise with me. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I'm. Yeah, thank you for reminding me about the deep fat fryer because it's actually been in the, it's been in the, the the side room for a while. It hasn't actually been used in quite a while. Right. It's going to come out. <laughs> Might just have deep fat fry night tomorrow. D- deep fat fried broccoli. Ah, oh, love it. That'll get <laughs> rid of it butter. all. That'll get rid of all the crap stuff in the fridge to make room for all the cheese I bought today. Oh yeah, deep fried and cheese. Fucking hell, fondue, yeah, broccoli that. fondue. Whoa. Anyway, uh, we haven't even the announced... possibilities the are endless. Is. I've got from now till Friday, anything could happen. Mate, I've already been locked out once, and she only went this morning. Yeah, you didn't mention that on the pod. You just told me that. I had to go there. round and... Uh, I had to go round and... Um, oh, I to, it was like tail between my legs fucking time. After I'd done my M&S, I come back. And the door's been double locked by our cleaner, and I only, I only had the single key, not the double key, so which was for reasons. And so I had to fucking <laughs> tail between my legs, go drive round to my mother-in-law's, and she looked at me like, "Your first Anna has been gone for two hours, and you are locked <laughs> out of your fucking so home." Anna, I my daughter like, has been gone for yeah, two hours. I was like, "Just give me the fucking keys." <laughs> Stop fucking judging me. <laughs> Give me the keys. I'm a busy man. I've got a lot of my mind. Trivialities like this are not a priority. Hand over the keys so I can get back in my house and record my podcast. <laughs> Couple of minutes ago, you'll have a lot of IFS Turbo subscribers going, mm, cleaner, eh? Mm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I've, fucking, I've had a cleaner since I was in my fucking 20s. I'll tell you why as well. I've got a good reason for it. Fucking yeah. lazy, aren't I? 
Yeah, there you go. Bang. Next question. Yeah. Next fucking question. <laughs> I'm fucking lazy, so I'll get someone else to tidy up. Next question. <laughs> we should turn our attention to the history box that we're supposed to be looking at, though. Um, the title of this yeah. one, I've decided, is The Diana Aftermath. But we could also subtitle it, possibly, um, How the British Public Lost Their Fucking Minds and Never Got Them Back. Because yeah. I think it was a bit of a watershed. It was a big in, turning in point. History. It was a big turning point where you sort of thought, "Oh right, so <clears> we're <throat> all just we're oh so we're all insane now." We're okay, all mad now. I mean, we're, we're, just to elaborate before we start, we're not ghouls. We're not here to pick the bones out of the accident itself and the death of, of Diana, Princess of Wales. Uh, no. We're here to look at the aftermath. No, we were. It's beyond us, Elliot. It's even beyond me, Britain's best journalist, to get to the bottom of what happened there. So I'm not even going to try, right? I've I've tried before, and let's just say you feel like you're being followed. There's yeah. a strange sound on on the phone every time you make a phone call. Yeah. I don't want to get back. In, I don't want to go back down that route. Uh, suffice to say, it was. It, look, we're not going to say anything other than the fact that it was a very very sad event, the death of mm. Princess Diana. What we are, so we'll be finding no comedy in that. What we are fascinated wasn't just, by. Wasn't it just a drunk man driving at a high speed with nobody wearing seatbelts? I thought it was just that. I I, 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 I literally am not going to pass comment. Okay. You know you know when uh, the ma- the, mass mitch, the the much-missed uh, satirical television show Sam Delaney's news thing ended? Yes. yes. And, and the producers said... Rested. Right, when, yeah, when it was rested. The, I'll tell you what, it's fucking... <laughs> I'm glad it's not going now <laughs> in the current climate. Anyway, they like they said, right? You know, you've got to do a sort of a, a, a closing monologue about the show, yeah, and what we've been doing for this three years or whatever the however long it was. You've got to think of something to say, you know. And I said, all right. And I didn't tell them what I was going to say. And I thought I'll write something last minute. And then I wrote it quite last minute. And I said, a lot of people have been confused by this show and have wondered what the point of it is and what it's about. (laughs) I said, but really, if you're watching carefully, you'd know that this show has only ever been about one thing, trying to find out what really happened in that tunnel in Paris to Diana (laughs) all those years ago. And in that mission, we have failed. And that is why we have to end the show. (laughs) Um, but to be honest I was making that up off the top of my head but it seemed like as good a thing to claim as any why not yeah maybe that's what this podcast is all about ultimately we might eventually I mean I'll let you tell the story but there is a connection between Princess Diana and Sam Delaney's news thing and and us meeting this is how we met and censorship oh yeah before news thing yeah before Newton we met because when I was editing Heat, you sent me an unsolicited pitch for Diana in Heaven doing a weekly column in Heat. And mm. me and Dave Whitehouse, who was like the um, my sort of like uh, deputy editor, we read it. He was, we the, he was the Swift Nick. It was the Swift Nick to your Dick Turpin. Yeah. We, we laughed our heads off and then promptly replied to your email saying, this is one of the funniest things we've ever seen. We will never, ever put it in Heat magazine. <laughs> we thought, fucking hell, we're already trying to see how quickly we can get sacked. This would just be taking the piss. 
And uh, your response to us was simply one word, pussies. <laughs> and uh, and we looked at each other like this. I like, I like this lad. <laughs> I like the cut of his jib. This is, I think mean, we were literally like, this is the sort of bloke we should be hanging out with. Not these fuckers here. We bored shitless on this magazine. Jalapeño. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Jalapeño. But then, at Sandalini's news thing, like, Currently people rested. were always like, oh, I bet the bosses were always censoring what you could and couldn't say. And the truth Direct is... from the Kremlin. Yeah, all that shit. The, I mean, the truth is, um, not defending RT or the Kremlin or anything, but I can tell you no one gave a flying fuck about our show or what was happening in it. They just thought, fucking hell, I don't I don't even know why they commissioned it. It was like it was strange. The whole thing was strange. We kept doing madder things almost to get like see if we could sort of smoke them out into a response. But they were just attention. like, Oh yeah, very good, good show this week, well done. Right? And I'm thinking <laughs> they can't have watched it. No, no one right in their right mind would watch the sh- that show and then actually say straight faced that was a very good show, right? <laughs> but the only thing that ever got censored on that show, and this is God's honest truth, the only thing that ever got censored by the channel bosses was when Andy dressed up as Princess Diana and did a report from heaven. With you had a wig, you had pearls. There was a celestial background because we did it on green screen, didn't we? Mm-hmm. You did a special did. voice. You were swigging from a can of special brew, if I recall correctly, and you did a sort of a gossip roundup from heaven, as per your um, yep. very successful Twitter account from many years ago. And it was really <laughs> funny. And the boss of the channel, who was Russian, he was the only Russian who worked there because everyone else there was British. He just went, Sam, we cannot have this uh, Princess Diana <laughs> sketch. I said, why not? It's really funny. He goes, yes, it's funny, but there are some things, trust me, there are some things the British public will never accept. <laughs> that was all he said. And I was like, oh, all right. And I was thinking, how do you know? He was probably right. He was probably, probably, probably yeah. saved us a bit of trouble. Yeah, I guess so. I think that sketch is still on YouTube if you want to look for it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Diana goes right back through our, our friendship, doesn't she? Yeah, but, um, yeah. It's, it's the thread that binds us. Um, so and, yeah, and, we're not there to look at the at the accident or anything nah, like that. No, no, we're we're gut we're absolutely gutted for Diana, and yeah. gutted for the young princes. I mean, you know, not to dwell on it, but I do genuinely remember being a bit shaken up by the whole experience, by the whole thing, because it was the random nature. I mean, moments like that. I was only like, mm. I suppose I was twenty two, and like moments like that 
which are few and far between, it's hard to sort of remember many news stories that would compare. I suppose our parents would remember the JFK assassination is the yeah. only thing that would compare. Is is the random nature of it, and it kind yeah, of it at a like, young age. Fuck? It's a young age to sort of be sort of something tells you any of us could die at any moment. Yeah, and that's quite scary. I mean, now... Speeding through a tunnel in Paris. Me and you, we're experienced men. We live with the prospect of death every day. We, oh, yeah. It overshadows everything we do. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we're... The spectre of the Reaper is upon I'm, our shoulder on a daily uh, basis. Oh, yeah. I mean, the four sausages I've just had, that's not going to help. I know. You know, that's, that's took me closer to death. And we're like, yeah, look, if we die, we die. It's, dying is part of living. But back then, when you're in your 20s, you still think that you're immortal... And every day is just like one big adventure. And then suddenly you get up on a Sunday morning and they go, Princess Diana's dead. And you're like, like fuck she is. That's the biggest load of bollocks <laughs> I've ever possible. heard in my life. Yeah. Impossible. <laughs> and they go, no. And then you check and you check again and you turn on the TV and you make a few calls. I made a few calls. I thought, right, I'm going to make a few calls. Get to the bottom of this. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not having this. I'll get, I'll get someone on the line. Right, I'll call my dad. I think I did call my dad. Dad, <laughs> is have it you true? heard this? Princess Diana's dead. That's what they're saying. What do you reckon? And he's like, Yeah, I think it's true. And I'm like, Fuck! I was hoping you'd say it was bollocks. What are we gonna do now? Do you remember what you did on that day? It was a Sunday. It was a Sunday. I, I remember waking. I remember. My girlfriend was out of town. My, I'm not saying that she had anything to do with it. I know that sounded a bit like it was quite mysterious. And I, I was living at home at my mum's house. And my mum was away or something. And I just remember unusually waking up at my mum, at my mum's house and being alone in the house. Hung over, obviously. It was a Sunday yeah. and I was in my 20s. And I remember mm. shuffling into the bathroom and switching the radio on in the bathroom as I was having my morning piss. And it came straight in the middle of like a bulletin where you switch it on and you just hear someone going, and uh, obviously the young princes will be distraught and da da da. And I'm thinking, fucking hell, what who are they fucking talking what's, about? What's this fairy tale hour? What's going yeah. on? What's this? This ain't fucking Radio One. <laughs> <laughs> hey, where's Mark and Loud? <laughs> right. <laughs> and. Uh, I was like, yeah, I was like, fuck yeah, what's all this? They're all bit fucking serious. He's doing my nutting. And uh, and then slowly it emerged. And it was it did feel weird being in the house of my own. I think I did call my girlfriend, wherever she was, I can't remember, and said, yeah. have you fucking heard all this? I'm livid. I'm livid about it. Don't worry, I'll call my old man, see what he says. <laughs> <laughs> and I call her back. I spoke to my dad. He says it's real. <laughs> I thought it was an hoax at first. <laughs> he seems to it think it's real, and he's got a good nose for this sort of thing. <laughs> I thought it was like a panorama in the sixties when they had spaghetti trees spaghetti on that on time. Jail. And it was an spaghetti on trees all over again. <laughs> That's what it felt like. Well, I mean, where were you? Was this the R Price era? Just after I'd left our price by there, but I, I was hungover as well. It was a Saturday night, Sunday morning, so I'd. Uh, I can't. Yeah, I woke up like about eleven o'clock, and me 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 mum had sort of come in and said, "Have you heard the news? Diana's mm. dead, etc., cetera, etc." Cetera. But I was still pissed. I think it was one of them ones where I'd been out clubbing. Mm. Um, I can't remember if I'd saw the news flash of the of the crash before I went to bed. 
or whether that's just one of those <laughs> and you were like imagined... yeah <laughs> that'll sort itself out don't worry about that ah it's bollocks I've got to be bed. She'll be all right. We've all been in car crashes now and again. Well, we've all had a drink. Well, let's just agree to disagree. Night, night. But we we just, um, maybe me just all went to the pub on the afternoon because there was fuck all on the telly mm. other than Diana. Nothing was happening. We just went to the pub. And then the, the second body blow was that the Premier League matches that were due to be on had been cancelled. No, I don't remember yeah, that. Yeah, football got postponed, yeah. Oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah, I think it might be Liverpool that, I mean, that was due Well, play. this is where our story begins, because that straight away tells yeah. you that the country went immediately into a collective state of insanity. Mania, yeah, yeah. Because we didn't know how to respond. There was mm. no, what's the word? There was no template. There was no blueprint. That's right, yeah. Playbook, something like that. I don't know. There, was, yeah. there wasn't a playbook. And so we thought, this is really big, but we don't know Cancel how. And it, and, and it united a lot of people because you've got, you know, your telegraph reader or your mail reader, you know, people. There were people who were, who were genuinely obsessed with Diana, right? And for yeah. them, it must have been particularly tough, to be fair. I mean, obviously, you and I would regard people like that as fucking weirdos. But fair's fair. It would have been a tough time for them, right? <laughs> Living let the fucking weirdos, yeah. Fucking weirdos were having a really tough time of it because in their minds, they'd lost like a personal friend, right? Of course, yeah. But even cunts like us, even cunts like us, who were like, they're nah, fucking Diana, come off it. What, she's having it off with fucking Will Carlin, whatever next, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's about right. Having it off with a fucking rug and bugger. Rugby. Yeah. <laughs> right. Bullshit. Yeah, just one big load of fucking bullshit with her dresses and all the rest of it. I had nothing personal against Prince Diana. I felt a bit sorry for her, but I'm, you know, just <clears> obviously <throat> try not to show any interest at all. Don't waste my yeah. energy on that sort of nonsense. Well, but yeah, like said, even we- cunts like us were like, fucking hell. Yeah. I feel really strange. And I think it's, yeah, I think it is because it brought um, our mortality into sharp focus. That must have been mm. it, mustn't it? And the, and the arbitrary been, nature mm, of life. Might, yeah, it might have been that, but also just the fact that someone who was just the mo- one of the most famous people on the planet and was British, dead, dead like that, wiped dead. out dramatically, you know, gone. Dead. Dead how? Oh, dead. Dead in a fucking tunnel. Fuck! In a car. You're yeah. joking. I'm not joking, and- mate. So so we went to the pub, but the Italian football was still on. I remember that. Football oh, Italia on Channel 4. So we yeah, the Italians that. aren't going to fucking cancel, are they? What? Prince uh, of Diana? Hey, yeah. Come on. It's a shame, but <laughs> come on. We have to get real here. It's, we've got Inter versus Roma later on. It's a bit, this is a big game. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then we were still in the pub at like about 7pm when they brought the coffin back across in the plane. Oh, that, that was, was live quick, on the it? TV in the pub. Yeah, they did that straight away. So I remember watching that in the pub, and then after that, it's kind of a bit of a blur. But right, yeah, we we're going to have to move fast. Get her in the coffin, get it on the plane, get, get it her over her. Get her back on UK soil ASAP. Don't Before let the French, the French tamper with her. Do not let the French fucking touch her. Right, <laughs> trust me. <laughs> we want her on French soil for as little time as possible. Who knows she- what they do with corpses out there. But I can um, tell you, it'll be fucking perverse. Her body is still regarded as British territory while she's out there. Do not touch her. Put a force field around her. I tell you, if, if there is any attempt by any French 
to touch that fucking body, yeah, then this will be a matter for, of war. Tell them that. Make sure you get that to them. <laughs> Instant war. <laughs> well, fucking bomb the cunts, right? And that that's coming right from the top. Tell them that. That's come from the Duchess. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it was like... She's, override, she's overriding Blair. She's going to bomb them herself. She's got the button. Apparently, no, there's a bylaw dating back to, like, medieval times. It's something to do with the Magna Carta, but in a, the event of a princess death, the Duchess can overrule the Prime Minister. Duchess. Oh, I said we weren't going to joke about the accident itself, and we just have both. Yeah, we just okay. have. But what I would say about it all... Well, my mate, um, Greg Gutfeld, who's now uh, sort of um, um, like a right-wing sort of... Um, Shop contrarian. style, <laughs> contrarian, yeah. But back there, back in the in the noughties, he was the editor of Maxim, and I, I was the editor at large. And he wrote a book about living in England called "Lessons Learned from the Land of Port Scratchings." And one of the things he wrote about quite poignantly was being in London when the seven seven bombings happened, right? Yeah. Because he said, I can't remember exactly how he describes it, but you know, he grew up in California and then lived most of his adult life in New York, right? But he said he was astounded by when when it happened, the instinct that automatically kicked in amongst all Brits without any discussion of it was they all down tools and went to the pub and got absolutely trashed. <laughs> right, and you've just confirmed that. We did. He that. said we in a, at a moment of national tragedy, yeah, the Brits just literally with that he goes silently. They stand up from their desks and they solemnly leave the building, walk across the the street to the pub and just start drinking really heavily until they can drink no more, until the pubs close or throw them out. He said that was his experience of 7-7. And then, you know, it was confirmed to him that the same happened with Diana and whatnot. I mean, to be fair, that wasn't an untypical Sunday. (laughs) But (laughs) I was was 25... Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah. you know, no kids and all that. So it was Sunday session Sunday used to be a, a great oh, thing. Oh, God. After Sunday afternoon session. Sometimes, sometimes a hell. Sunday in the pub with a bit of a hangover, drinking it off is better than the night that, before. Yeah. Yeah. Having a roast. I miss all that. Might get back to that when my kids leave home in a few years. Yeah. Anyway, um, we'll probably so, leave it there, I reckon. Oh, how long um, have we done? Yeah, we've, we, done, we've, what, done, a, we've we done an episode. Well, we, we didn't get to the story that sort of sparked this idea in our heads. Well, but, well um, let's leave it for next time. We've got because plenty of stories. There's a lot to cover. Uh, I, I will mm. say there was... Um, no, I won't. I'll, I'll just leave it for the next one. I'll leave it for the next one because, again, it'll take too long to go into. And uh, we're both recording this on Monday evening. We've got other things to do. Yeah. So We're busy men. <laughs> we've met our contractual obligations. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.